talking about how you can support your child in their education. I have a special guest today. I'd like to welcome Deborah. She's the mother of three sets of twins, and she found some very creative and effective ways to get the best education for her children. Deborah, it's glad to, we're glad to have you here. Good morning, Emily. How are you? Great. Um, can you begin by telling us about your children? We have three sets of twins, and it, it's kind of funny because we have three sets of twins three different ways. The first set are adopted. They're my husband's sister's children. We got them right out of the hospital. The second set are in vitro, and the third set, after the doctors told us we couldn't have kids, we had natural identical boys 14 months after the third set, I mean the second set. So we have 15, 16, and 21. Wow. So how did you share your interest and talents with them as you were raising them? First of all, I am not an arts and crafty kind of person. <laughs> and, and I said to them, want to play math with mommy? So mommy played math with them, and that's what I did from the day they were born, whether it would be structured as sitting down at a table or just walking around and verbally just, you know, saying out loud a, a question and then just giving me an answer, a one-minute snippet for the day or for the hour is great. Uh, that's all they really need. Okay. So did you, were there any resources that you used and could recommend to other parents? Yes. Well, actually, I had a wonderful book in school, and it was a college mathematics book, believe it or not. It started from day one, pretty much. It was multiplication and then multiplication of decimals, and it went all the way up to algebra. A little bit of statistics, but not much. And that book really said a lot. It had everything in it that a child needed to know before uh, high school. I also liked ISL, which is on the website, and that pretty much goes into detail every single um, subject and sub-subject of the, the curriculum in the math. Wow. And it sounds like starting, again, from the time they were born, really helped your children. Did they do well in math when they were in school? Oh, they all got straight A's. They were actually, the boys, when they were younger, from kindergarten to eighth grade, they were three years ahead in math. Impressive. And then in high school, they, they skipped them all a year in math. Wow. Did any of your children have special needs or challenges? One one just had is dyslexic, so to work with her is a little different, and every child is different. And as a parent, you have to know and see what works for your child, whether they're audio, visual, it, it depends, hands-on, hands-off. Uh, so with Katerina, I decided to sit there, watch her, and figure out what was best for her. You know, by trial and error, as a parent, you sit there and you, you'll, you'll figure it out. The thing is patience. You have to have patience. You can't just yell at your child. Uh, they have to know that you want to help them. And it's funny because in school, all her teachers love her from day one, and now she's a junior in high school. They said, you know what, even with Katerina, whether she knows it or not, and if she doesn't know it, she will raise her hand no matter how silly the question is. And that's where these kids get stuck in their heads. They think that if they ask a silly question, everyone's going to make fun of them. And my daughter doesn't care who makes fun of her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, that's what I really love about her personality is that she's herself. 
with everyone. What you see is what you get. She doesn't hide anything from anyone. Whether they're popular or not popular, you know, nowadays you have to be popular in this world to get places. You really don't. Everyone is the same, and that's what these kids have to realize. It sounds like you you taught them self-confidence in addition to just math. You help them believe in themselves. I have so, a motivational speaker and business and motivation. He's a speaker all around the country and internationally. And, yes, that's what we do from, from the time they were born. And that's the most important thing a child needs is confidence. Forget I agree everything with you. Else. If, they, if they have the confidence, they can do anything that they want. I, I agree. So um, what school option did you find to be the most effective for your children? We actually pulled Katerina out of the public school system, I believe it was in first grade, thinking that a private school would give her more of a, a um, background and more of a challenge, and, and they would help her more than the public school would. I realized after two years that did not happen. Unfortunately, I took the rest of my kids out because Katerina has a twin, same age, and I couldn't put her in that school, and then she'd think of herself, oh, wow, what's wrong with me? Why am I in this school? So I put mm-hmm. my other son in it, her twin, and then the younger ones were already in this type of school, which it's a different school system. It was a different town, actually, and uh-huh. I liked it. So I put them in the other town because they had higher grades, this one stopped at a younger grade, and I put them all four of them in it. Well, it was the worst thing I could have done. They didn't do math. They figured the kids were advanced in math, so they wouldn't do it with them at all. And oh. my child came home to me and said, Mommy, they only did one problem in math for the week with me because I know it all. And I asked them, if I put all of my children in the school, would you please advance my kids in math more than they, than they are? Uh-huh. And they promised me they would, and they didn't. Uh-huh. And I realized that Katarina was going backwards instead of forward. Because it was more of a hands-on school there. The, the kids taught the other kids, and, and I didn't like that. So I pulled her out. I put it back in the public school system. And one of the, one of the professors, she's actually has a PhD, one of the doctors in the school in um, special ed, she has a degree in reading, a special ed, but she specializes in reading. Uh-huh. And she said to me that they have to do a, I forgot exactly what she called it, uh, but anyway, basically they did a, oh, someone came in and had to watch her performance with the children and still like grade her on it pretty much uh-huh. and see if she was up to what she was teaching as far as her degree goes. So anyway, she chose my child out of everybody. And all of the other teachers said to her, again, it's like bullying, you know, <laughs> was it crazy? <laughs> Why are you picking her? She can't read, da-da-da. But what she uh-huh. had to do is take, a child, take any child and see how far she could advance them in one year. And uh-huh. she chose my child, which was the best thing that she ever could do, and I will never forget her to this day. The day I die, I will never forget this woman because what she did for my daughter was unbelievable. She took her wow. and she, her reading level was two years behind and it was two years ahead in six months. Wow, that is impressive. So it was just off the charts. I mean, I, I, I wanted to cry. That's how special it was to me. 
So it sounds like you had, you felt the public school was the most effective. How did you work with them in, you know, communicating with them? Well, I also, with the school units? Yeah, yeah, with the school that your children were in. With the school, after that, so Katerina then was in fifth grade at that point. And I said, I have to do something different because the woman that I'm talking about that had the uh, PhD uh, was ended in fourth grade. So now uh-huh. the whole system changed and she had only teachers and all everything was different. Uh-huh. So I said, I have to do something different. I really don't know what this this school, because then we switch schools. I don't know what this school is going to do for her. You know, fifth to eighth grade is a different school. Uh-huh. And what I did was I took her every single day after school and I worked with her every day from the minute she uh-huh. walked through the door at 3 o'clock till, till dinner about 5.30. If she had uh-huh. tests, it would go on later at, in the evening. But I worked with her in every single subject and for the moms out there that aren't, that'll say to themselves right now, they're saying, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. There are so many resources online that if you just pick the subject and you Google it, you could find exactly what the child is learning at that time. And then you could read it with them or listen to it with them and learn it and then explain it back to them. There is, it's a wonderful tool because my husband and I, we both go back and forth with subjects and we overlap mm-hmm. in some that we could teach, we can teach our children every single subject all the way through college. Wow. Does it, it doesn't matter what degree you have. The internet's a wonderful thing. As so long you're, as you're willing to do it. Yes, you're saying this is something any parent could do. If they, they don't feel they're, they're familiar, they could research it, Google it, find someone who is. So this is something any parent could do for their child. Right. And if they cannot do it, then go to the school and say, look, I need help in this specific subject, what you're doing. What, what parents don't get is, you know, a lot of them just go to those learning centers and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to discredit what they do for the kids. It's just that it's not one-on-one. It's not, and it's just whatever you need help in. They'll sit there for the whole hour, and if the kid has nothing to do, he won't do anything with them. Or if the kid doesn't want to be there, and I've had children tell me this. That's how I know. And if they don't want to be there, they will just sit there and do whatever. Uh Play on their phone. I've heard play on their phones, do whatever. Now the parents think all this, right? Uh Uh-huh. What I believe is that when a child is in school and you're raising your little one and you want them to be the best, it's one-third your responsibility for school. It's the teacher's one-third responsibility, and it's the child's one-third responsibility to do their work. And everybody has to join in as a team. If there are any challenges, the teacher goes to you, you go to the teacher. Mm -hmm. That is it. And if that doesn't happen, then that's where the kids fall through the cracks. Now I have six kids. And, you know, you're going to say, oh, well, I have two kids and I have three kids and I work and this and that. It doesn't matter. You make time for your children. And that's what's most important. I agree. Absolutely. That sounds like a powerful team. That uh, I like that one-third parent, one-third the student, one-third the teacher working together. You can it is. Probably- and it, make, and it, makes, it also, I'm sorry, it also makes the kids feel good. You know, that somebody's there helping them out and, and by their side. You know, usually the parents are in their own little world doing whatever they want to do, not paying attention to the child, and the grades go down. 
The yeah. other thing is when my when my children were, I believe it was fifth grade, I spoke to a friend of mine and I said to him, and he was Asian. Okay, don't don't <laughs> don't make jokes here. He was Asian. Don't laugh at me. Uh, and I said to him, I'm sorry, I have to ask you a question. How come all the Asians, the, everyone thinks that they're so smart? How do you all get straight A's? What do your parents teach you? I want to know because I have young kids and I want to do the same thing. I want my kids to get straight A's. I want them to become doctors and lawyers and engineers. What did your parents do different than the Americans are doing? Not uh-huh. putting the Americans down. It's just that we have to do something different here. Yeah. Said, my, my parents told me we have to get straight A's. And I said to him, hold on, that's all they told you? He said, yes, we have to get straight A's. Oh, and we have to become a doctor and a lawyer. Now, I don't force my kids. Whatever they want to do, they can do. Uh-huh. That what he said to me, what he said to me, really, I took it, I took it strongly and I used it. And I said to my children, I said, you have to get straight A's. And that was it. I uh-huh. didn't force it on them. I didn't, I didn't reprimand them. I didn't tell them to this day, not so much. I don't tell my kids to study at all. They come home and do their homework. They know what they have to do. If someone wants to go out and do something, they'll say, oh, no, 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 I can't go to the mall or I can't go here. I have to study. They all uh-huh. have responsibility if they know it. And, yes, that comes back from the motivation and that type of training, yes. So I said to them, you have to get straight A's. And sure enough, they all do their best. They uh-huh. get straight A's. They have over a 4.0 average. Now, whether or uh-huh. not they get straight A's every semester, maybe they'll get a B plus and they're like, I got a B plus. <laughs> or now, uh-huh. it's to the point, now it's to the point where my son will come home because they all love math. But one will come home. And he's very, he's got a sense of humor, a very dry sense of humor. He's very funny. And he says to me, had a math test. Uh-huh. I didn't do well. I didn't do well. I said, what'd you get, a 99? He says, yeah. <laughs> so, because what so he did so- was he broke his, he broke his record. This year he was getting straight hundreds and above. Because sometimes uh-huh. they give extra credit. And that was what he wanted. He wanted to get hundreds and above and he broke it with 199 so far. Oh, my goodness. But it sounds like that you just let them know this is the expectation. It's like in our family, we get A's. Correct. And and it sounds like they knew you would still love them if, you know. Oh, correct. They, they right. did their best and didn't try it, but this is the expectation. This is the goal. You right. Them because what goal. happens is, and what all these parents have to know is when your child goes into high school, all the other grades before high school go away. Pretty much you're starting a fresh start. So if you don't get the background and you don't get the knowledge and the fundamentals and the foundation beforehand in math or anything, that when you get to high school, it's going to be harder. Now, once you step foot into high school, till the day you graduate high school, you have four uh-huh. years to get your grades a 4.0 or I don't know how well everyone's child is, but let's say I told my kids, you have to have a 4.0 or higher. You want uh-huh. to get to a good college, you want this, you want that, you have to have a 4.0. So what I told my children is high school is the most important thing from the day they were born pretty much. This uh-huh. is what you need to do. I never really told them that under eighth grade it will all disappear. They realized that as they got older because then the teachers were telling them that, saying, oh, oh yeah. the grade under uh, oh, yeah, under eighth grade, doesn't matter, and uh-huh. once you get into high school, it's a brand-new start. But what they didn't tell them is that it's 
foundation. And if they don't have the foundation and they don't understand it like the back of their hand, they're going to have challenges when they get into high school. You're right. So, so it's preparation. All preparation. So what I did was I, I specifically ingrained it in them that freshman year is the most important. Sophomore year is the most important. Junior year is the most important. And then senior year after the SATs and all of that is still important because they're still looking at your grades until you get accepted. So now you have kids that I, I see my kids' friends and they didn't do well. Their GPA mm-hmm. is horrible. And and I ask my kids, well, what happened to them? Well, now they're getting the 4.2, but before that, you know, mommy and daddy didn't pay attention. They, pay, they, they didn't pay attention. Who's on drugs? Whose parents are divorced and yelling and screaming? And I, it's, it's like, really? Focus on your kids. Stop worrying about It's not about you. It's about them. Uh-huh. That's really what it comes down to. It's about your kids. Because and it's, I'm sorry, go what? ahead. No, we're not all perfect. We're not. I wish I was perfect. I really do. <laughs> uh, and what I, what I do want is a good background for my kids to be able to go into the world and then raise their own children. Whether they'll make mistakes also, and they won't, and they'll do, they'll do awesome in other parts. Yeah. So that's, I, that's all I really want for them. Is a good yes. start, you know? <laughs> yes, I, I think that's what every parent wants. But as you're talking, I can, I'm seeing you were able to give your children this, this, the, the vision of the big picture. They weren't looking at, I'm just here in junior high and you were helping them see this is part of the progress, the process that's going to get you into the college of your choice, into the career of your choice, into the life of your choice. That I think that ability to let them see the big picture, the vision of their future, that sounds critical. It is, and a lot of parents don't realize it. They don't, because then what will happen is, yes, the college will accept your child. Colleges will accept any. Your kid can get into a college. Don't get me wrong. It's uh-huh. just that is it the college that they wanted to go to? Is it the college that's going to do well for them as far as them for the college? Uh-huh. Is it the right choice for them? Then you hear some kids say, oh, well, I'll just go here for two years and then I'll transfer. Uh-huh. Well, if it's a money issue, I get that. That's okay if it's a money issue. But if it's mm-hmm. an issue where I didn't do well in school, then you expect what do you expect? Be yeah. handed to you. Nothing. Nothing's handed to you. You have to earn it. Yeah, yeah. And they're further ahead if they can finish this in high school. You know, not have to take the first two years of college right. to get caught up with what they didn't learn in high school. Yeah, that's true. And what's, that's and what's true. really sad? What's really sad is the child realizes it later. Yeah. They and I hear them all talking. They talk to me. They talk to my kids, and they'll say. I didn't do well freshman and sophomore year, maybe even junior year, because this, this, and this, and this was going on in my life, and now I realize uh-huh. how important it was, and I shouldn't have goofed off. Whether it was yeah. just friends or family issues or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. They, they Then they realize, because now they're becoming an adult. Yeah. And then they go into the real world, and then it's a shock. <laughs> yeah. They weren't able to see the big picture before they were. No one taught them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Deborah, thank you so much for your time and your brilliant ideas. Did you have any other comments you wanted to, any other recommendations for parents of young children just starting out on this adventure? Never give up on your child. Work with them. It doesn't matter if they have a disability, a little disability, a large disability. It doesn't matter. Every child will learn at their own pace. So Mm -hmm. just know that some kids are a little slower. Some kids are faster. It doesn't matter at the end. It'll all be, we all are the same. No yeah. one's better than anyone else in this world. But give oh. us the hugs and kisses. <laughs> all right. Oh, yes. For sure. All right. Oh, think and tell them and tell them you love them. Probably the most important thing to tell them. It is. Thank you, Emma Lou. All right, thank you, and have a great day. Pleasure.